0: Jesus. And he's here with us today. When we start to wrap our heads around that, it it really is amazing the love that he has for us, that he's willing to come to where we are right now. And we, today, today, Have an opportunity whether we're going to receive him or not. We get to choose. We get to choose. I like the table more than the the little podium because I like to spread out. (laughs) My wife already told me I'm not allowed to stand up here and hold my drink because I like to talk with my hands. She said, it looks weird. (laughs) Thank you guys for being here Thank you golden city for for being in golden city and watching and thank you for all those that are online Today is a good day And we have the good news today Not sure what everybody came in here with not sure what everybody's dealing with or or battling maybe at home But today I have good news for you We have an opportunity to to let God move in our life. If you're some of the youth or some of the youth sponsors, some of this is probably going to be a refresher because we have had a powerful move of the Lord the last two weeks and, and God is on the move in our youth, and I'm very proud of them. They are not afraid to let the Holy Spirit move, they're not afraid to, to get out of their comfort zone and, and go to the altar, and they're not afraid to pray for each other. I'm very proud of our youth. And I almost didn't go back to this. And, and so I, all my studies, I circled around it and circled around it and I came back to this. This is what I had peace about talking about today. And that last song, the first verse had cornerstone. And, and what, while we were in youth, there was one song that we added. We weren't planning on singing. And I couldn't remember what the song was, but I was able to speak about it and it happened to be Cornerstone. And so I had a lot of peace whenever, we heard, whenever I heard that. And I saw that because Jesus is the Cornerstone. He is the stone that the builders rejected. And he is the stone that we can build our solid rock on. And we get an opportunity to do that today, and that's what we're going to be talking about. This first uh, kind of topic is our firm foundation. And if you've read the Bible much, you've studied what Jesus talked about, you probably know some of the scriptures that we're going to be looking at. But the first one we, before we go to Jesus' teaching, is all the way back in Proverbs. So Proverbs ten twenty five says. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. I want to be the one that stands firm because I stood firm with Christ forever. I don't want to be the one that gets blown away in the storm. So I would ask that you guys, those watching online... Join me in deciding today that today is the day we make a choice not to be blown away by the storm. Can we do that today? Everybody say yes. 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 Okay, good. I accept that. <laughs> that means I can keep going. I was going to keep going anyway, but I'm going to keep going, especially now. And I was a little worried that I'd get long-winded today. But because I forgot to change that clock back there, it only says it's 9.28, so we're good. Okay? Yeah, so don't worry about lunch plans. We're good. We got plenty of time. But turn with me to Matthew. And this is where we're going to hear Jesus talking. Matthew chapter 7. And I'm out of the NIV and, and the, the scriptures behind me uh, should be NIV. But what you have is good too. You know, whatever you're reading, it's all going to have the, the same thing. So Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to start in verse 24 and just read a few verses here. So Jesus is teaching. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house On the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had the foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Rain came down, streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. We know this story. Okay. If you grew up in church, you knew it as a song in like Sunday school and children's church. I'm not going to sing it for you, but you guys can be thinking of the song, right? We have probably studied it as an adult. If you're a new believer, if you maybe you're not even a believer today, if you've never heard that, you'll probably hear it again because it's one that's talked about often. But I wonder how many times it's ignored because we've heard it so many times. It's one of those that we we chalk up to a a little kid nursery rhyme or or maybe even just something for kids to sing in Sunday school and just a a pleasant memory from the past. But I'm here to tell you, we, the church, we get to choose whether we are going to be on that strong foundation now more than ever. It doesn't take long to figure out maybe the world's a mess. I don't even watch the news and I realize that the world is a mess. But we know that. We know it is, it has been, and it's probably, maybe, I don't know, I'm I'm not predicting the future, but it could get worse, I don't know. But we, the believer, do not have to worry about it. We don't. If our our foundation is on this solid rock, that storm can come. And we won't be blown away. It can come. That's good news. We have the answer to withstand the storm if we choose to today. More than just a kid's song. If you don't know that song, ask somebody, okay? I'm not gonna sing it, but if you don't know that song... Somebody will tell you. Somebody will sing it for you. A couple things I want to point out. You may have heard this before, but, but I think it's important to point out. Did you notice that Jesus said that those who heard and then did something, they took action, right? Even the ones whose foundation was on the sand did something. They heard. They took action. They both built structures, And I would say at first they probably both look good from the outside. I don't think people intentionally start to build something to make it look bad or to fail. I don't think we intentionally wake up in the morning and say, I'm looking forward to sinning today. I don't think we do that. Yet we find ourselves doing it. I'm willing to bet that the guy that heard Jesus' teaching didn't say, I'm going to build this for a temporary time And then see what happens. And I relate so much to the guy who built on the sand. I can look back. You know how we can look back and see how God has done things in our life? I can look back and realize I was the guy that heard the words and built my foundation on the sand. And so today the title is called Turning Point. We're going to get more into that. But we can choose. Maybe we today are the ones that are built the, rock, the foundation on the sand. We can choose to make that sand become the solid rock if we ask him to help us. I don't think it's final because we're still breathing. We might be on the sand, but we have an opportunity, and it starts today. Every day is a new day. It starts today. If you chose yesterday, that's great. You need to choose today also. I need to choose to do that today also. And so we can make this shift to where we have that solid foundation. We can withstand the storms of life. We have the victory. We sang about it. I think everybody, from what I can tell, I know most of you, believes it. So this is for us today. This is for whoever's watching on. Maybe you're going to watch later on. This is for you too. But both these people, both these men heard the news of Jesus, they did something, and then the same circumstances of life came. The storms of life came, and we know that what happened, one is still standing and one went away. The two different outcomes. We get to choose those outcomes. Yesterday... Uh, we had men's breakfast and and we uh, watched a, Nick gave us a good video of um, can't remember the pastor's name but he talked about how being faithful is probably one of the most important things a believer can do because when we get to heaven we're not looking forward to hearing those words well done good and happy or successful. We are looking forward to hearing those words, well done, good, and say it with me, faithful. Faithful servant. Faithful. Is that us? See, I believe the faithful servant probably has his foundation on that rock of Christ. And the one who is not faithful probably does not have his foundation on the rock. That's just... Putting two sets of scripture together, that's the way I look at it. We can talk later if if we don't agree, but that's the way I I look at it. And one of the things I think about being faithful is obedience. Now, this one's hard for me, because I was kind of a defiant kid. You know, I had a problem with authority. You know, sometimes that still creeps up in me, and I got to, you know, make sure it's submitted to Christ whenever that happens. Um, go figure, I went into the military, so I had to learn it, uh, you know, a lot. A lot. Yeah. But being obedient, I think, is easier to talk about than to maybe do. Because it's, it's easy to say, oh yeah, that's, that's great. And it's easy to be here this morning and say, yep, I agree with that. But when we leave here, When tomorrow comes, when the next day comes, when those storms of life come, are we obedient? Obedient. And see, I think whenever we are obedient and faithful, again and again and again and again and again, that's whenever our foundation grows strong. I don't know. It, it's possible probably. It, all things are possible with Christ. It's possible to make a decision one day and then your foundation be strong from then on out. I, I think that's probably possible. I unfortunately don't live that. See, I could be on on the, the height of my, my walk with Christ and then the storms of life come and then all of a sudden I found me on the shifting sands again. How did I get here? And then we dig into the word and, and we, we are obedient over and over and over again. And then we start to get that firm foundation again. And that's why I think it's so much more than a children's song. That we as the church need to decide today what kind of foundation we have. Today. Today. I really like my footnote and once again I say this all the time but it's so true a footnote in a study bible is someone's opinion okay I just happen to agree with this one So like a house of cards the fool the fools life crumbles Most people do not deliberately seek to build on a false or inferior foundation. Instead, they just don't think about their life's purpose. Many people are headed for destruction, not out of stubbornness, but out of thoughtlessness. And that thoughtlessness stood out to me. And I wonder how many of us, how many times have I just been thoughtless? Wandering around this life without a a purpose. Following Christ can be that purpose if you're filling in the blanks there. And thoughtlessness led us astray. Because we just wandered off. I wonder how many times that's happened to the believer that's in church every Sunday. And then life's storms come. And unfortunately... Those believers aren't there anymore. I don't want that for this church. I don't want that for my family. I don't want that. And so whenever I am, have the opportunity to speak to your youth, I don't want that for them. I take it very seriously that I have the opportunity to speak to the youth. And if we are going to take our time to do it, we're going to make sure that when we stand before God, they know the truth. So that their foundation can be strong. And when I get an opportunity to speak to you guys, I want the same. So when Pastor Kent was saying, you know, he was asking Pastor Jim or me, you know, who's got something. I just piped right up and said, sure do. (laughs) And then I kind of thought maybe I was going a different direction. But I'm back to this and I think this is for somebody here today. It might just be for me today and you guys just get to hear me talk about it. That's a true statement. Just because the guy preaching to you is preaching to you does not mean that we got it all together. We're still human. Those storms of life are still coming. But we get to choose, all of us get to choose to stay in that firm foundation. Now I thought about this thoughtlessness thing. And, and, and I'm not going to go into the exact examples I use with the youth, okay? Okay. Um, but you can ask the youth kids that were there; they'll tell you, I'm sure. But let turn with me to James chapter one. This is going to be a great example of thoughtlessness. Okay, so James chapter one, and we're going to read just a, a, a few scriptures here. So James chapter one, I heard a giggle. So they must know where I was going with this. So. James chapter 1 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. It's part simple, ready? Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it Not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Okay, so this is why the the youth might be snickering. I came up with some examples of what maybe we would see when we looked in the mirror, you know, that maybe we didn't know was going on. One of the examples I used is if I get food in my beard, I don't know it. I just don't. I don't have, I don't feel it. Well, Guess what? Yesterday at men's breakfast, I was talking to everybody and I was locking up, shutting lights off, and I went into the bathroom and I still had part of breakfast pizza right about here and nobody said anything. And I know I talked to all of them. Thanks, guys. But it it came true to me. If I left that piece of food in my beard and went about that day, I think it would be the same thing as saying, I don't care if it's there. I agree that it's there. It's fine. Right? What about when we eat lettuce and we get like a piece right there? Go through the whole work day. Nobody says anything. Get home and you know you hadn't had lettuce since lunch. Right there in the front of your teeth. It's but when we know. See, if you walk away from the mirror and you forget about it say, it's no big deal. I don't care that there's something in my teeth. I don't care that there's food in my beard. I don't care whatever you saw you didn't like. Now, we're not talking about vanity here. We're talking about taking action whenever something is shown to you, whenever something becomes observant in your life. And so if we take this verse and think of it in a a spiritual way, when the Holy Spirit points something out in your life, just like food in my beard, and I tell the Holy Spirit, "Eh, I'm good with it, and I walk away. That is the same as me telling the Holy Spirit, I agree with it being there. I'm good with it. Doesn't bother me that I look silly and ridiculous. Do we agree with the sin in our lives? Are we good with it? And see, the reason I I, I question this, because I've been at a point in my walk where I was okay with sin in my life. It's kind of hard to spit those words out now that I said it. Because I remember being a young man, and I remember going to church, and I remember reading my Bible. And I remember whenever I started to do things of the world, and I felt convicted. The Holy Spirit showed me what I was doing was wrong. But I pretty much looked in the mirror and said, I'm good with it. And then I did it again, and the conviction was still there. I did it again, the conviction was a little less And then eventually, I stopped hearing from the Holy Spirit. And the sin in my life did not feel like sin anymore. I was good with it. Didn't bother me that I was being foolish. Because I was good with it. The Holy Spirit was there. He tried to tell me, but I ignored it. And I wonder... If I'm alone, or maybe there's some maybe here hearing this that know what I'm I'm talking about. That's a hard reality to, to take in, I get that. Okay? It's hard to self reflect and say, Oh my goodness, I'm acknowledging there's sin in my life and I don't care. And that's a rough one. And I don't, I don't want anybody to have that kind of, that, because you know there's no condemnation in Christ, right? We, we know this, right? For those who believe in Christ Jesus, we, we know this. So if you're feeling condemned, don't feel condemned. I tell you this because I have good news. We, we have a choice to walk away from the mirror today and do something about it. We get to do something about it. We're going to be doers of the word. Now I joked around about time, but I am going to have to speed it up. So the title for today is called Turning Point. Turn with me. We're going to be looking at, uh, let me find it here, Romans chapter 6. And while you're turning there, one of the things that... Uh, I thought about a lot since Chip Brim has been here, you guys that heard him, he talked about this chart in our life, okay? And he said, uh, whenever, you know, you're here and you're at a revival or you hear a word or you read your Bible, you kind of start growing in your spiritual walk and then the storms of life come and sometimes we fall back and then we hear something again and we go up, you know, and it's just kind of this up and down uh, type of scale, but what stood out to me is, you know, we're on fire for the Lord and the storms of life come, that we just stay right there. Maybe we're not growing, but we're not falling. To me, that's a firm foundation. And then whenever we dig into the word more or we, we go to church or something is spoken to us, then we get to grow a little more and storms of life, and then we grow a little more, but we're not going backwards. We're not going to, to the, where we were. And that, to me, is where we get to choose whether we're on a strong foundation. That's that turning point. Whenever the storms in life come, we're going to choose whether or not we're going to let Christ be our solid rock to withstand the storm or not. And that's one of the reasons I started with the fact that I don't know what you came in here today with. It may look like you got everything going on from the outside. It may look like that you are in tune with Christ and you listen and hear from the Holy Spirit every day. And if that's so, I'm glad it is, but I want it to be true. Because maybe we came in here today the same as the guy that heard the word, built the house, and the storms are coming, and we don't know if our foundation is going to be strong enough or not. Let's read Romans real quick. Romans chapter 6. I'm going to be starting in verse uh, 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's victory. Verse 5. And so simply I ask, do we want that today? Do we want it? I want to be set free. I want to be able to withstand the storms of life forever, as Proverbs said. I want to live eternity with Christ and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I get to choose that every day, just like you get to choose that every day. So I think today... We maybe as a body or an individual need to decide, I choose today to be obedient to Christ. I choose today. You know, whenever you hear about dying to self, I always think of Luke 9, 23. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, whoever wants me to my disciple must pick up their cross daily and follow me. They knew what that that meant. I don't know that we always understand what that means, dying to self. But that's what we're called to do. We're called to love. Imagine our dead self over here, and it says we are a new creation over here. We are new in Christ. I think about one of the easiest ways to remember this is to think of it in the physical. When we're dealing with storms of life, I'm not that guy, I'm this guy. I'm not that girl, I'm this girl. I, have, I don't relate to the dead person anymore because I am alive and new in Christ. And whenever old oh Satan, he has no authority over you. He's just a mouse with a megaphone. Okay, don't listen to him. We need to go to the word and the word will confirm that we are a new creation in Christ. And we can stand on the word and we know that the word is True. We know that the word is true. I'm going to have to wrap it up, but one of the last things I want to talk to you about is is kind of an aha moment I had, and this is probably a no-brainer to you guys, but sometimes it takes a little bit for me. But I got to tell you, here's some truth. You cannot stop sinning by simply trying to stop sinning. It sounds right. It seems right. But I can testify that whenever I knew I was wrong, I was getting ready, the Holy Spirit was kind of tugging on me a little bit, and, and I remember that feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm empty inside, I need to get back with, right with God, but I had pride, and I didn't want to be humbled, so I remember thinking these thoughts, this was years ago, I remember thinking these thoughts, I'm just going to quit doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then after I've quit doing X, Y, and Z, it won't be as noticeable as the kind of person I've become. And then I'll probably slide into church every once in a while so I look good. I, I have these, it sounds silly. Sounds like me walking around with food in my beard not caring. But I did. And guess what? I failed. What I thought was rock bottom in my life was a false floor because I fell farther into the pits of this world. Thankfully, the Lord let me live through it. Thankfully, the Lord had a plan for my life. And I'm excited to tell you that I have good news for an answer for our problem of sin. And that's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's better that I go so that you may receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he will be your helper. And so we can't just stoply, simply, stoply, I'm not sure what that is. But we cannot simply stop sinning just out of our own free will. You may do it a couple times. You may be able to do it for a little bit or or maybe even a length of time. But eventually, if your foundation is not on the solid rock and you're going off your own self-will and own stubbornness, that storm of life is going to come in and take us out. But if we have the Holy Spirit on our side if it's the Holy Spirit who is helping us, if it's the Holy Spirit who is the one we're putting our trust and our hope and our faith in through Jesus Christ, then we have victory. Then we can withstand the storm. And those sins, whatever that is, I don't know, I have my own, you have your own, I don't know. But whatever that is, we can claim victory today. See, we can actually do it ahead of time. We can speak life into saying, okay, I'm done. Holy Spirit, you take over. And that's exciting. When we wrap our heads around the fact that we're going to speak life into the future because we have the power of God inside of us, that's exciting. And we need to do that. We need to start speaking it. Power life and death is in the tongue. We've got to speak it. I'm not a sinner overcome by sin. I am a new creation in Christ and I have the victory in Christ that it is done. Amen. And so do you if you've accepted Jesus. If the praise team wants to go ahead and come on up. If you want to study more on this, you can go to Colossians chapter three. But that'll be a good study for you if, you're, if you think the Lord's talking to you. But as the praise team, you guys can just go ahead and start playing. Here's my challenge for you today. Let's not leave these doors the same as we walked in. Wherever you're at online, don't leave where you're at without being changed today. Why? Because when we leave these doors, there's a good chance a storm of life is going to hit us. It might be hitting us right now with technology where everybody's at our fingertips on our phone. You might have messages on your phone you don't want to hear right now. I don't know. The storms of life will happen. We don't get to live in a bubble. The good news is we don't have to. (laughs) Because Christ is with us. So as we get ready to close up here, these altars are going to be open. And maybe today needs to be the day where you have a turning point in your life. If you can look back on your last year of life and you can imagine your chart, your faith walk and where you've been. If you found yourself fallen, let today be the day where you rise up. Maybe you've just found of been steady for a while. Let today be the day for the breakthrough where you rise up because the word says today can be the day we need to believe that before we get any kind of of breakthrough we gotta believe it's possible and I'm excited because I think there's some in here Holy Spirit's working on you I don't know that I don't have to know that but I think the Holy Spirit is here. I can feel his presence. So I know that if we are willing to step out and say, I want more. Lord, help me. I need your help. He's willing because it says, when you draw unto God, he'll draw unto you. That's James 4.8. Jesus said in Revelation that he is standing at the door and knocking, but we got to open the door. He's not going to force his way in. We got to do it. We got to do our part. And the good news is we're breathing, so we get to do it today. We have an opportunity to do it today. It's not a have-to thing, it's not a mandatory thing. We get to. We get to. So if that's you today, you don't have to go to these altars, but but whenever we step out in faith, I want you to know that there's something bold about that. There's something, there's something when we're brave enough to, to take that step and say. I don 't care what anybody thinks. I want more of you God. There's a breakthrough that happens, but you don't have to. you can stay in your seat and maybe this word wasn't for you, but I got a good feeling that maybe some of us needed this. I needed this I there was a reason I needed to go through this lesson again, like the fourth time because <laughs> I needed it too. so if you would stand to your feet I'm going to pray. We're going to have an opportunity to step closer to God because His promises says that He will step closer to us. So pray with me. Father God, I thank you for the freedom we have right now to hear Your Word. Holy Spirit, I ask and I give you free reign over us today. We welcome You, Holy Spirit. Let Your presence be known. Thank you for your written word. Thank you for your promises. And as we stand on your word today that you'll draw into us after we take a step closer to you, we act on that today. Help us to be doers of the word, Lord. Help us to have our foundation in you and nothing else. It is in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.